0: welcome 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 a notable welcome to all you
1: music lovers do, do something, something what i like to call journey. journey to the stage it's all about music
2: the music
1: and more music
2: ladies and gentlemen please welcome back your host your host and our
0: dad
1: brian Fraser, frazier Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today and making Journey to the Stage part of your podcast rotation. With listeners in almost 130 countries, I really appreciate everybody coming along and walking with us as we chat with artists who range from multi-Grammy winners to musical veterans to indie artists that are just getting started and everyone in between. I have to tell you that this episode will always be very special to me. My guest today is John Shabaglian, and I'll tell you why this is going to be such a special episode here in a second. But before we jump into our chat with John, I want to tell you how you can save lives, how you can right some of the wrongs in the world, and how you can be an agent of change. And that, my friends, is by doing things like leaving a good review for this podcast, leaving a nice review, throwing some stars in my way, sharing with your friends on your social media, Remember, the life you save could be your own. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) sitting in the artist's throne today is singer, songwriter, and director of the Psalmist Mission, John Shabaglian. John is a recording artist with four albums and many EPs and singles to his catalog. He's a worship leader. He's a husband and a dad. And he and his wife, Andrea, are godparents to our oldest son, Luke. Mm
0: -hmm. And he's a
1: friend that I love dearly. The man that I call Shabby Dog john welcome to journey to the stage it's good to have you here man
2: what a treat to be with you bry thank you so much man uh as a as a bro and just seeing what you know as this special platform joy to be with
1: you man it's kind of unusual you're actually the first person i've had that's in town so you're like 20 minutes from me right now but here we are remote (laughs) (laughs) seriously but it's good to have you on and so i'm thinking what uh, we've got about almost 20 years of friendship i was thinking about this last night we were going to the same church At first, we didn't really know each other. And somehow we ended up playing basketball in the same gym. And that's not you broke your arm and I offered to drive you home. Do you remember that?
2: Oh, my gosh, vaguely, man, thank you for sharing that. I do remember these trauma moments. This is awesome. (laughs) I blacked out some of those
1: points. Yeah, you owe me five bucks for gas. So, seriously, oh, dude, God.
2: send me it. Yeah. A demo. <laughs> that was
1: a while ago. Yeah. So, we don't see each other as often as we used to, but we walked a lot of road together and experienced a lot together. And one thing that comes to mind when I think of you is how you would come over on Monday nights and, and we'd watch 24 together. And that was the every script. single time something big would happen. You'd smack my arm. And it took months <laughs> for those bruises to fade away. I'm not going to lie.
2: <laughs> I will also send you Neosporin. What a month.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. You've got a brand new song that we're going to be playing here in a little bit. We're going to be talking about your work in the Psalmist mission, and we're going to cover those things in just a few minutes. But all of those things kind of stem from the very first time that you sat behind a piano. So kind of just walk us through your beginnings as, a, as an instrumentalist, as a piano player.
2: Well, Brad, thank you, man, so much. And this is, it's really special to do uh, with you to dive in because we have so much history together. And um, yeah, what, what's what's special about artistry for whatever reason, uh, you know, I'm half Armenian, half German, Mennonite. As the sto- story goes, my mom said that she was holding me at eight months old in an Armenian church and they would sing what they call the high which was the Lord's prayer. And I started humming along at eight months old. So I don't vividly remember that experience, but uh, anyways, that was kind of her first note. Obviously, been kind of singing since out of the womb, and and it's really been a joy to experience how God made artistry and how it touches the human soul. You know, in so many ways, not only not only um, getting the privilege of creating music and sharing music, but it really is something sacred to see how it really is so much a gift from the father, you know, it's like Lord up down in heaven, just winking at us, be like, I knew it was going to touch you that way. And it warms my heart to see it do so. And so that happens inherently. I mean, you could, you, you, I mean, you just see, you can look at human culture and you have pretty much everybody has um, earbuds surgically implanted into their eardrums. Because we constantly need it going because it actually just touches us on the deep level. You know, even in, in the scriptures, when little David, before he became king, when Saul, the king before, was tormented, he would literally have David come and play his harp. And as he played his harp, it literally said that like dark spirits would leave Saul, the king, just by playing his harp. And so there's something really precious about how music touches people. It causes people to, do, uh, to go into sacred spaces. Sometimes it causes them to do uh, dark things. But obviously, I am um, much more the leaning towards how do we steward God's gift and touch people in a way with God's heart. And that has been so much of what has impacted even in this journey of being a psalmist on a mission. It's really yeah. been like the honor of a lifetime. So
1: how did you find your voice? I know you sang in high school, but yeah. how, was it that you f- started to feel more comfortable as a, as a vocalist?
2: You know, in the journey, I remember being in choirs in elementary and and, and junior high. For instance, one of my good uh, one of my uh, friends from back in the day, Jared. I mean, Jacob Luttrell. Uh, he's now a uh, gifted recording artist. He's tr- uh, tracked with everybody there is in industry. And he taught me how to riff vocally in junior high. And I, I remember when it was before my voice changed. So I remember we joking with I would come up to him and be like, Jacob, how do you do that voice shifting? You know, and I was just singing all that like. <laughs> throwback Sandy Patty stuff. I was like way up in the Soprano Raptors back in the day, but it was so fascinating to me. And that actually opened up my pull and in, in love for soul, R&B. And so it kind of, even in it's now kind of like pop and soul pop, it's always kind of been the vibe that I can't, can't escape. And I just love, I had the privilege to tour with Brian and, and we was he was in my band and we, we did so many uh, events and concerts together, which was so fun. So even yeah. when we were doing rock, it was still like the soul rock, you know, and, Mm -hmm. or if it's pop, it's those little soul pop. So anyways, uh, that was special. uh, Even, you know, kicking off from junior high and then into high school, I remember seeing, Oh wow. Like what if I could play and sing? I would say, you know, seeing, uh, you know, recording artists like voice of man or Brian McKnight. This was so inspired. Uh, I also, at the same time heard harmony. And that was mind blowing to me because harmony is like, it's kind of like a, I like when they tell our psalmists we train, it's like melody is the leading cast in a movie and harmony is the supporting cast, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about the melody. But when you add harmony, that role of the supporting cast is paramount. They give out Grammys for the, that role because yeah. it's so significant. And the same thing with harmony. Now we got pentatonics and all these examples. And, it, right. and when it's crafted well it's just breathtaking so I remember walking down in the halls in high school and the bell would go off it was like boo I was like Ooh, and I was just like to me I was fascinated by this and any opportunity I heard a pitch then I wanted to add to it and I wanted to mm-hmm. color it with harmony and and that began just um you know such a such a special journey of creating music and then how that was formed inside of me was really mm-hmm. significant every you know in life, uh, we look at artists as if they're different than other people, but they're just mortals, right? Uh, right. Every person from you know, when you meet kings to paupers, people on uh, you know under under who live under bridges or people who live in palaces, every one of them are humans. After you live a little and you you know you, I've been on almost every continent. The same, it's it's really humans are humans everywhere. They just are wearing different outfits. Maybe they hide behind certain identity badges, but the reality, every one of us. Are mortals, and every one of us have to stand before a, a, a good and holy God, and so it really is a beautiful um, balance. It, it kind of brings everybody into appropriate alignment. Then has songwriting. That was really what set this table for for composition, because mm-hmm. we only create out of our humanity, right? We are like the sum of our experiences. So some people have gone through worse journeys than me, and um, others have had less, but um. It was out of that sorrow and broken road in my high school season of life through broken t- stuff so with family that the geyser of songwriting started exploding.
1: Because you're excelling on your instrument and you found your voice. What was it that made you want to sit behind your piano, create a melody and put some kind of a lyric to it? What, what drove you to that? Was it that the difficulty of what you were going through or just a way to express yourself? What was that for you?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. Some of the deepest things as a songwriter, I can say, are when you feel the deepest, right? You know, a lot of people now, we're thinking about creating content, but I would just say in general, for those artists out there that are like, I just want to share something, we really are in such a season of saturation. We don't need more. What we need is something that's breathtaking and life-giving. And even in creating, like the world will pass over a million songs that are a B or a B minus. They might be good. A B is good, right? But they will stop and stare at one A plus, you know?
1: That's really interesting you say that. I was literally just listening to an interview with Charlie Peacock, musician himself and a producer, you know, um, did the whole discovered Civil Wars and all that. And he was just saying that, you know, you could put on Spotify and find a lot of really good music, but it's nearly impossible today to find something that's original, that's unique, that's creative, and that is, doesn't sound like everything else. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's, that's really true.
2: You know, uh, that's awesome. I totally agree with uh, Charlie in that, and um, it, it actually reminds me of a metaphor I've used over the years when trying to, to articulate this to other uh, musicians or desires who wanna grow. I look at that balance of being effective as a songwriter Um, you is the difference between Big Macs and caviar. Big Macs, you know, McDonald's been crushing it, billions and billions sold. Obviously people consume them, but they are clearly not noteworthy, right? They just kind of get you from A to B. I had one at lunch and now I can make it till dinner, you know? Caviar, very high art form. Everybody would see that as like, wow, you know, that's, you know, five-star food potentially. But the reality is most people don't consume that. And so If your goal is to influence or invest in culture, if you're just writing caviar, which by the way, I have listened to a lot of caviar, I have studied music formally, and um, I was saddened to see the creation focus on caviar, because the problem is, it's yes, it's beautiful, and yes, it's incredibly detailed, and we can sit here and tell you why it's so higher than Big Macs. The problem is, rarely are people eating it. It's like 0.5 percent wow. of the population. So my two cents, um, when it comes to song composition, is the best songs are a Big Mac with caviar sauce.
1: That's some deep stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> I like nicely, nicely done, brother.
2: You know, thanks, bro. So it's palatable and it influences and it, it invests in, gives to culture, but it does not. It is not a Big Mac anymore. It has been transcended. And, and it, is, it, it is layered.
1: So to date, you've got four albums. You've got several EPs, lots of singles. Your first album, Stay Near, is going to turn 20 in a few years, which is pretty Jeez. crazy.
0: Jeez. And
1: we played some great places in support yes, of that album. Cool. I was just thinking about, as I was prepping for this uh, festival, we played way up north, six hours each way. And I think we played four songs in front of the Chicken Shack. I was like, man, we have arrived.
2: Yes, exactly. Was that Joshua
1: Fest? Uh, Yeah, it was. Joshua. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember the name, but that's what it was. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So we're going to be playing a a brand new single here in a second. But I want to talk about your latest albums titled Bow Everything. Tell me where that album comes from. What's the theme of that? What were you walking in that kind of helped to birth that album?
2: That, that's, that's a special deep question. Yeah, done a bunch of projects. I think, you know, maybe some of those are entitled uh, long EPs because they're nine songs or whatever, but I think it's eight or nine at this point. But for whatever reason, God has given a lot of music over the years. Uh, but Bow Everything is really, really unique for a few reasons. Because one, it's not a it's not the message I would have wanted to write. When you start painting with the master artist, all of a sudden you are creating on a whole nother canvas. It's like mm. to the Big Mac Caviar conversation, it's like you're now cooking not no longer in your culinary kitchen yourself. You are in God's. So mm. I was actually in, um, and the special thing is, it's actually the first record through Psalmist Mission, where I have never uh, never had an infrastructure, a music mission nonprofit, to train others to um, raise up another army of other artists who have a heart for their community and God and passing on God's messages with a great artistry and to continue to create more content that's birthed out of cleaning the inside of the cup. So many people focus on cleaning the outside. You know, my clothes look good, my jeans, how's my hair look? The problem is it might be, we might be totally sick inside. That's not gonna create great artistry, I'll tell you right, right now. And so I say we start focusing in on cleaning the inside of the cup. And I have just touched the tip of the iceberg of what God may do when you prioritize the inside because he prioritized the inside and he is the master artist. It it was a a precious journey because again, I've been making records and I've toured in some of the, some of the beautiful studios in LA and Nashville and recorded in them and created and got to serve with Brian and and it's some wonderful opportunities, paid my friends and hugs and burritos to do records (laughs) and and do concerts. And, and then uh, starting Psalmist Mission we now had, we're given this infrastructure to make another record and to first, a first record and train. It was such an honor. And I literally had a person I didn't know again, this is what happens when you start painting with God. He starts connecting dots. And I literally had, this is not a joke, I literally had a person I did not know the week before offer me a plane flight for 90% off, handed me a ticket. She worked at an airlines, And that next week I was on that plane flight flying to go begin recording this this new record, first one through Psalmist Mission that I would obviously lead, but create a wake for others. And I was going to fly to meet my producer, who Sam Hart is incredible. While I'm flying there, I don't know how else to really describe it, but um, Spirit of God, God fell on me. I was just one of those emotional ones for those uh, believers of there. Like the Greek word is a kairos uh, moment. It's just one of those like encounters that you didn't plan, you didn't mean to, but you're trying to position yourself to paint with God. And then all of a sudden he grabs a steering wheel and he's like. I'll take it from here, kid. And the scripture that came to mind at that point was in a second Samuel in the Old Testament of the Bible, where King David said, I will. He had screwed up really bad and he was going to bring an offering to God. And he said, I will not offer to God something that costs me nothing. Wow. And I got this melody, bow everything. And I land and my producer picks me up. We go to do this first co-write. He's like, hey, well, you got any ideas for this record? And I'm like, well, I got some, but this just happened on the plane. I didn't know it would be a song. I didn't know it would actually turn out to be the theme of the whole record about everything and that we carried for two years. And I surely hadn't after done a bunch of recordings, I'd never done a record with mentorship in the burrito. And the psalmist, the musicians we were mentoring across California, we literally got to track on four of the songs of that record about everything. And I will tell you when I recorded that song at Hendrickson Studios with my two dear friends, Sam Hart and Jonathan Hendrickson, the owner of the studio. I remember tracking, it about 10 o'clock at night. It was just a sacred moment. I remember saying, I don't ever want to forget this night for the rest of my life. Wow. It just felt so monumental. What I didn't realize is um, that Bow Everything, after I carried it for two years and we released it, God would say, and now I'm going to require everything. And right. so sometimes when you're painting with God, he's, he's most of the time not just focusing on the canvas, but what he is looking for is people that he can trust to birth creativity from. It was really precious to see, to walk through that journey. It required a lot personally and in my life, but uh, it's been amazing.
1: That's beautiful, man. Bow Everything is is out now and you everybody could hear that. And you've got a brand new single and it's beautiful. You sent it to me a few days ago, and I've listened through it several times as I was prepping last night. And I want to get the backstory to that on the backside, but tell me who you're singing with in this. The song's called Symphony of Peace. Yeah, And it's just, it's a beautiful song, man. Tell me, tell me who you're singing with. Tell me a little bit about them.
2: Oh, thanks, bro. It's really special. And I'll, I'll kind of just go in a little order here. So last year, I flew out to, to Nashville, Franklin area to do some more songwriting. And like I said, uh, it was. A, it ended up being after the bow. Everything released the next year in 2022. God started requiring everything, and it was. A, it was a season of incredible personal loss and cost. And a couple of weeks after things started getting really, really challenging, I was actually in Nashville and was with my um, producer Sam, and uh, he brought in a few co-writes, and he knows how I roll. Like. You know collaborating with everybody is not kind of how i roll i just i really i don't know if it's more choosy and it's not in, the, in that sense but it's really i, I want to feel a kindredness with who i birth with and create with because i don't treat this lightly and so anyways i walked into this studio and there was this really gifted recording artist named tim etappe he's a nigerian and uh he was really coming up and obviously african and it, i have such a heart for reconciliation and being an armenian and been with the black culture for so long so it was just so natural And I'm like, so bro, tell me what your whole thing is about. And he's like, well, I'm all about reconciliation culturally. And I'm like, well, that can't be because I'm all about that. So it was fun. So that was with Sam Hart, Tim Matape, and myself. And three hours later, and for me, an incredible broken season was birthed this incredible. It was like coming up for air after three hours and was like, what what just happened? We're all songwriters and create often, and they on high levels often. But um, it was just, we were all kind of just taken what just happened. What's amazing is this song is called Symphony of Peace. And it sees an incredible challenge in my own life and family. God literally put my own daughter's name in this song. My daughter's name is Symphony. So Tim Itape is a tremendous vocalist who just got signed with Capitol. that is the, doing the duet. But as you mentioned, I, I had the privilege of leading and founding a, a work called Psalmist Mission, where we do a nine-month music worship cohort in California, and we train up uh, musicians and worship leaders who, to be psalmists on a mission—not just your own painter anymore. You're going to start painting for God. Uh, a number of months later, I ended up taking the cream from all four years of our psalmist class. Where now we just started our fifth worship music worship cohort this year. I took the cream from all four years and made a choir. And for the first time in my life, I added my daughter's symphony. So the three featured artists uh, would be Tim Atape, Psalmist Mission Choir, and My Daughter Symphony.
0: Man,
1: that's so beautiful. Let's check this out. This is Symphony of Peace by John Shabaglian and Tim Atape. It's available now on all stream platforms. Let's check it out.
0: For solos of discord. Just the king now.
1: Beautifully done, John. This song is really needed today. There's there's so much division and anger permeating our society. It's got a message that resonates in our epic of time here.
2: Thank you so much. It's just so special to hear it just just resonating again, and and the fact that it not only seems so timely in a time of such division, uh, it's also what Jesus said two thousand years ago on the Sermon on the Mount. What's special? It's featuring Psalmist Mission. So it literally that's literally our mentees and disciples were pouring into so that I could get to 70 and die with a smile on my face. But there's an army of other musicians who are not only skilled in their craft, not only trained professionally, music, ear training, arranging, um, circle of fifths, uh, harmonies, melodies, music notation, production, and all these things, but also on the inside to have God's heart to understand who their identity is in. And servant leadership and and with a heart to go bless their city
1: well i know for several years now you've had a heart for kind of pouring into the next generation and kind of creating that legacy and so it seems like your new organization your new ministry the psalmist mission kind of elevates that to the next level and I, i love to hear your heart in that so you've been doing this a few years now Talk to us about what that training is like. You talked a little bit about the heart behind it. But yeah, just for somebody who may have an interest in this, and we'll tell people how they can get connected with you. What is that like on a practical basis? Like, is it is it nuts and bolts training? Is it big picture? Is it heart? Is it soul? What, what is that?
2: Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, and it really is. It's now, uh, we've started Psalmist Mission about five years ago. And it is really, what's interesting is it really crystallized what I didn't understand that I was carrying for like 20 years. So for those of you who feel like you had a broken relationship with your dad or really didn't have somebody pour into you or bring you forward, to be honest, I was looking for what I would call like musician or uh, Psalmist fathers for years. Like where's the like 50 year old musician who's like a killer songwriter, arranger, golden vocals, understands music. But he like follows God, and he still has the same wife, and he doesn't have some scandal in the back of his trunk, you know. Um, I looked for them everywhere, and to be honest, I could hardly find anybody. And I think this gifting of artistry, when you get lifted up, all of a sudden the human starts thinking that they're somehow a demigod and more important than others, and and or even the lure or desire to be affirmed that way. And the reality is, unless you've been really formed on the inside, it actually can make you really, really sick. And we can look at the examples of the king of pop, the king of rock, the queen of soul. These are just incredible people that we elevated to the highest levels of mortality. And then they literally crumbled under the weight. And I say as a mankind, it's a human problem. And it's even bigger than an artist problem because those who elevate uh, mortals higher than they should, or the peoples who lust to be those ones, we both have problems. And we can just look in the rearview mirror to see that may not be the right way. And so i having the privilege of, uh, again, uh, I've studied music formally, I've toured, I've read my Bible, I've done a, a bunch of records, music videos, I've had the privilege of doing music in Australia and in London and in Turkey and America and in different places. Um, using music on mission with God, painting with God, so you speak. Um, I remember as an Armenian, one of the things I'll never forget is uh, an opportunity where I got asked to lead music and worship in Istanbul, Turkey, on the hundred year of the Armenian genocide. Oh, boy. You want to talk about God opening you up from the inside. I was terrified and absolutely blown away to see what God could do with music, his heart, And in the impossible, the biggest divide ever, my grandparents literally fled for their lives from the Armenian genocide. And all we know is that the Turks were our enemies. But with God, I had to decide, am I a follower of Jesus first or am I an Armenian first? And in honor to my culture, I actually got to see um, the incredible painting that God would paint with music and healing. Uh, Before Symphony of Peace, I released a song a world-class violist called Reconciliation Song, who happened to be a Turk, and we released that in 2015, and that actually was even part of a documentary of that historic gathering. But being a part of these experiences, or doing being in the uh, training uh, Brits in London, in workshops, and then taking the cream of them, putting a band together, and uh, and and going playing in pubs, uh, and 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 seeing how music can be a missional bridge for God in the pubs, I, I saw God pour out and take over a pub on Halloween in London, you know? And so this idea of being a psalmist on a mission, sharing with hurting people God's heart, that he has a son who came to, to save and uh, free them, has absolutely been the honor of a lifetime. And that, to answer your question, has really brought me to um, what, what birthed psalmist mission. And it really was a summation of 20 years of being an artist, creating, uh, studying formally, um, getting to know God uh, personally in prayer and in the Bible and in cleaning me and giving me his heart to create with. And and it's just been incredible, to be honest. I, I, honestly, if I had nothing to do with psalmist mission, I'd look at that and be like, dude, that is amazing. This psalmist family has grown to like now 90 across California and now we're in different states. And I'm and having the privilege to now lead psalmist mission and even pray about different regions where we may take it And so basically we train in nine pillars, which are basically the nine key things I gleaned from uh, over the years with God and and doing this craft. And they are both professional training, production, uh, music and uh, professional training. Because like we say in Psalmist Mission, if you represent God, you can't suck, right? We don't serve a B minus God. So don't be saying, you know, I'm doing it for God, but you're singing off pitch and it's terrible production. Don't be doing that. You know, it should be, it should represent well, Right. You should understand how to plug in a sound system because you're probably going to have to do a block party to go tell uh, impoverished regions that Jesus cares about them and then hand them a hot dog. So you're going to have to understand production, whether at the highest levels in studio or in just just a a block rocker and how to plug in a microphone. But you're also going to need to understand your identity. One of our our pillars is called uh, identity loved but not impressive. And so this idea that we are deeply, infinitely loved, and yet God is not mesmerized by us. He just says that we're priceless, right? So nothing more or nothing less than priceless. Uh, every one of our pillars, we have scripture verses they got to memorize because you got to get God's promises in your heart, especially as this world gets shadier and shadier. How are you going to overcome or being uh, have something to offer?
1: Let's talk practically here for a minute So somebody's hearing this, they're from a different state. Is this, obviously we're based here in Fresno. If somebody has interest, they would need to come live here. Like how does that work for maybe, like just kind of walk us through what you do with people maybe from out of the area.
2: I so appreciate it. As an artist, I'm always thinking way up at 50,000 feet. We got to talk about the details. So psalmistmission.org. So that's p-s-a-l-m-i-s-t mission.org. Be the first entry to kind of get an idea of what's happening you can also go on apple music or spotify and listen to some of the music we've released because now it's not just john Shebaglian it's featuring psalmist mission and see how those uh some of the amazing opportunities that quite frankly never happen but god's given some backdoor opportunities when you start painting with him but yes we have been doing this in in the central valley california but now as the privilege not only as a recording artist but also as the psalmist mission director I have the privilege from my board and we're praying about different regions we're going to be raising up. So not just me, but I know there are gifted um, influencers in other cities, in other states. I know I'm not the only one. So I'm here to tell you if you're a gifted artist and you're and you have a heart you already have an influence in your community and you love God and you want to make an impact and raise up others, hit us up at info at psalmistmission.org because we are praying that God would raise up some more and then um, and see how we could help create even a model that would serve in your own community. But um, also I want to encourage and speak to the other artists out there that are creating and God may be giving you melodies and may be giving you a heart to heal your community. And you're realizing that it's not just you about getting to the top of the pile. It's about you being a servant leader like our Lord, who though he was God, he came and gave his life for many. And um, seeing how your gift gives you the opportunity to serve The special thing about music is wherever you go, you have a gift you can give, right? You can say, hey, I don't know if you guys knew this, but God is faithful. Or you can say, I don't know if you know this, but God is faithful. And all of a sudden, the human soul just wakes up. Why is that? Again, that goes back to what we said at the beginning, because God is a kind God, and he made music, which is a gift to people. And some of you musicians maybe on the tipping point to to start stepping up into being a psalmist, which is a musician who walks and paints with God. And that is the most amazing journey.
1: Dude, I, I love to hear your heart. But let's say I'm listening to this. I don't sing. I don't write. It's just not my spot. But God has blessed me. Is there a way that people could maybe donate to help with the cost of what you're doing? Because you know, it takes money to get stuff in place. Are you guys 503C? What can people do to make a donation?
2: Uh, Brian, thank you so much. Absolutely. For those of you non-artists, uh, this takes a village. You cannot impact on this level um, were it not for artists and non-artists. Because the special thing is music just happens to touch almost every human. It doesn't mean you have to be a creator to be a part of that. In fact, I would implore those of you business people or those who, who have provision who Want to invest into artists, uh, music, and mentorship that can actually touch and can bring a healing in a city. I'm wanting to see melodies that would support things that matter to God, that help heal the broken heart right before a kid would do the unthinkable and take his own life. We're watching things. That are, where, that are absolute atrocities happening to the young generation and the current generation, everything from violence to teen suicide, I say it's absolutely unacceptable. And for those of you non-artists or are artists, but, but happen to be less with provision or organization or business, I would, would be so grateful for you to, to engage at psalmistmission.org. We have an opportunity where you can just go there, click on a simple button and donate support, maybe um, reoccurring or one-time to help us in this work, because honestly, it is not possible without it. In fact, the way we do our worship cohorts, we, we make the price so low because we want to make sure that we can raise up not the privileged, but the called. We're looking for not the ones with affluence. If you got tons of money, you can go. There's a bunch of uh, Christian worship schools. You can go to to Hillsong or Bethel or or different places and, and spend a lot of money. But we wanted to make this doable. Uh, we have a number of bilingual gifted musicians in this year's class who have way less provision, but I wanted to make sure that it was accessible so we could raise up those who are called, not just the privileged. So we would um, covet that. We would be so grateful for you to go on to psalmistmission.org and look at prayerfully some supporting this work. It is totally tax deductible. It's a 501c3, and hopefully we can raise up many, many more musicians and create content that would serve on a global scale.
1: If we can't go... We should send someone else, and so I think mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to do that with Psalmist Mission. So,
2: and even email us at, if you want no more info at Psalmist Mission. Um, we'd love to talk to you more about that if you're considering that. So, thank you so much for considering.
1: Yeah, and I'll put the links to that email address to the organization. Everything will be in the uh, episode notes, so people can just click on those and get right to that. So, yeah, John, I was you know just because we wrap up our time, I was I was thinking about our journey together last night and i thought back to your 25th birthday party
2: oh my gosh Brian!
1: i know i Brian know so.
2: is an amazing person <laughs> go ahead Brian. So,
1: i was sitting here i was giggling to myself because i i wrote you a song for your birthday You did. and and uh i don't remember all of the the verses but i remember the chorus was john john best brother of mine no greater sideburns will man ever find <laughs> Because he had some killer sideburns back then. And then the the rest of it went, John, John, oh, bright shining star, I'll still be your friend, though you drive a chick's car. Because you were driving that little Cabriolet back then.
2: Dang, that's right, bro. Brian, that was such a great song, and you are always so hilarious. And I love that you just dropped that chorus on this podcast.
1: I, I don't know what made me think of it. It's been years and years since I, that was. That was a while ago. We're we're getting up there, bro, my brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, you were so awesome. I remember my wife threw me at what she called the quarter of a century party at twenty five, and and then we had like a quarter on the invitation or whatever yes, and my yes. bro brian rose up to the stage and drops <laughs> john john best brother of mine oh man you were awesome bro
1: well john it's been great to catch up with you i, I love you dearly and i'm love very back, much appreciate bro. your time thanks for thanks for hanging out with me and um make sure you give my love to that crazy redheaded wife you're married to and absolutely give my love to your kiddos she sends it back to
2: you too by the way it's been a treat, man. Thank you for what you're doing. And um, and it's, so it's a privilege to be a part of Journey to the Stage.
1: Excellent. Well, and thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. And just remember that any donation to the Psalmist Mission is tax-deductible. So swing by their website. You can help them out there. Help spread the word for what John is doing. By sharing this episode and be sure to add symphony of peace into your latest uh, playlist you can share that with your friends help to get that spread out because it's really a beautiful song with a beautiful message you can like us on facebook or on instagram it's journey to the stage podcast you can find us on youtube all those links are available in the show notes as well so keep your bags packed and join us on our next journey to the stage And that is a wrap all right dude we're out